1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
0: have fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft don't miss locked on fantasy live on Wednesday August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern streaming on the locked on NFL YouTube page Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable fantasy experts answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to at Network on Twitter.
1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Back at it again for another episode of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers, your team every day, Monday through Friday. That's what we do here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and another exciting show as we continue to break down Sunday's preseason opener against the Colts. Matt Rule spoke to the media. On Monday afternoon some takeaways from what he had to say and also looking ahead to the rest of the week and there's one rookie in particular I talked about rookies on Sunday and Monday whenever you listen to the show I talked about the rookies on offense who stood out mainly the offensive skill position players there was one other rookie On the offensive line, someone I think a lot of you guys are excited about and hoping is going to play a role for this team sooner rather than later. We'll get into what Matt Rule had to say about him and where he might factor in to the starting offensive line, if at all. And we'll look ahead to this week, Wednesday and Thursday, the Baltimore Ravens head up to Charlotte prior to Saturday night's second game of the preseason as they take on the Panthers at Bank of America Stadium, and the first time for a lot of you to get an opportunity to see this football team coached by Matt Rule in person. So very excited for that and everything going on. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show. Also make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and the rest of training camp. We will be answering your questions, as in we, meaning me, will be answering your questions at part of our Friday weekly mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. So go ahead at me, at Julian Council, or DM me. But don't get crazy with any requests that you have with the Carolina Panthers. I'm already getting some so far this week, so go ahead and do that right now as you're listening to the show. Uh, going back to Monday afternoon, Matt Rule speaking to the media. The day after, traditionally, as you guys know, the after game, The head coach always talks to the media after watching the film. And Matt Rule is definitely one of those guys who always says, let me watch the film back before really giving you a definitive on what I saw from the team on that particular game day. And we looked at the backup quarterback situation. P.J. Walker, in my opinion, took that clear next step to being the number two without a question to Sam Darnold heading in 2021 but where does Will Greer factor in all of this Matt we'll talk about how the two backup quarterbacks looked on Sunday afternoon in terms
2: of uh, you know the quarterback play I thought uh, um, you know uh, obviously PJ made some really nice throws some big plays but there were other plays he left out there that you know we have to improve upon Um, Will didn't have quite as many chances you know he he pushed the ball down the field one time made a nice throw in the over route Um, so both guys I thought um the first game for the first game was was uh, good but not great we'll continue to work with him
0: and i saw a lot of excitement over pj walker his mobility and his arm strength are two things that obviously stand out when you look at him as a prospect i used to joke around back when i was on wfnz and call him the xfl mahomes and yesterday you kind of saw a little bit of that kind of stuff especially the uh, throw that he had to terrace marshall that led to a 60 yard completion and Marshall fumbling at the end there, which kind of frustrated Matt Rule, but still you got you saw the big payability from both of those guys. So P.J. Walker making things happen after he got flushed from the pocket. And then also you kind of point out what Deontay Brown and, and uh, Brady Christensen on that right side of the offensive line allowed him to step up in that little pocket there and make that pass. You also look at the throw he had on the sideline to Shai Smith and then on the ensuing play. Right before the two-minute warning, there were some communication issues. He runs a play, finds Tommy Trimble in the back of the end zone. That's the kind of thing that you get from P.J. Walker. But he still has areas to improve. And P.J. Walker was also set up for way more success on Sunday than Will Greer. Greer having to play behind third-team offensive line and really only being asked to hand the football off for the majority of the game as Matt Rule was more inclined to protect the lead which is interesting to me considering it's a preseason game I would think mainly you'd want to see how situations play out yeah of course winning is nice and all and it's good to feel that but that can't really be the priority right in the preseason so we didn't really get to see a lot of Will Greer but Matt Rule did say he wants to see more of Will Greer heading into Saturday and the rest of this week
2: uh yeah I think part of that will come out of the personnel meeting we have tonight and really this week too I mean in practices but, uh, you know, no matter what happens, I, I want to see Will play more this week. You know, um, have a chance to throw the ball uh, a little bit more this week. So I think, he, you know, when he was in there, he did well and he's been good. So I, I'd like to give him uh, more of an opportunity.
0: Matt Rule on Sunday was noncommittal about whether Will Garrett would see more time with the second team. He seems to be way more open to it, at least allowing him to push the field, ball down the field. And when it comes down to these two guys, I, I'm of the belief that Carolina Panthers could benefit from having a veteran backup on this roster. P.J. Walker, I like the player that he is. But just remember, yeah, he spent time in Indianapolis, but he's not very experienced in terms of being a guy who's got a lot of game reps in actual regular season NFL games. In Detroit last year, he was just fine, but he had two red zone interceptions. You go to Week 17, when he replaced Teddy Ridgewater, again, two red zone interceptions. Those aren't winning plays, and the lack of communication there, um, before that touchdown pass, I don't want to take anything away from him. But that is a concern. That's something that dates back to even last season. The lack of communication that they've had with Matt Rule and Joe Brady and the quarterback. That's got to be figured out heading to the season. Cannot have that again. But he has areas to improve. And I don't think P.J. Walker is a high-level backup quarterback. I absolutely think he can be a solid backup quarterback in time in the National Football League. He's 26. So is Will Greer. It's great to have both. But really, all you need is one. Have Sam Darnold, hopefully he can be your your franchise. And if you can find a Josh McCown type, a Nick Foles kind of type, who's an older guy, who's had playoff experience, who's been a starter in this league like you used to have with uh, Derek Anderson, that I think would be really beneficial for not only Sam Darnold, but for the entirety of your organization by investing in number two. Now, you can invest in one of these guys, PJ or Will. Looks like it's probably going to be PJ, but I don't really think the Carolina Panthers, in terms of their quarterback room, need to be sticking with both of those guys as we head into the 2021 season. Now, there's also some guys that were under the radar that really stood out to Matt Rule on Sunday. He talked about some of those dudes on Monday with the media.
2: You know, I think Kenny Robinson, you know, uh, is a guy who's – I I wouldn't say he's had a great camp, Um, but, you know, um, he's one of those guys who the ball just has a way of finding him. He finds the ball, and um, it's one of the reasons why we drafted him coming out of the XFL because he had so many uh, interceptions and uh he did it again last night you know and made a nice play on the kickoff team so I uh, was happy for Kenny I thought when Spencer Brown was in there at running back you could feel him and going back to Josh's questions about you know Phil Hoskins uh, Phil has a long long, long way to go uh, but you know you saw a little bit of you know some moments of explosiveness to him coming out of it Scott the guy that I was probably the most uh excited for and is is Marquise Haynes you know he's played good football we know that but um you can see him really starting to kind of come on. I think you know some of the changes we made defensively in terms of how we line up uh, are benefiting him as well.
0: I've talked about just how I have concern about the depth at safety. I think Sean Chandler actually came up, made a pretty good play there on a third down. I think it was the first drive of that ball game on Sunday, and he has kind of turned some heads for the uh, for the team. Uh, you saw last year Sam Franklin; he had to go out there and start when. Um, when Justin Burris, excuse me, when he was out with a shoulder injury, but Kenny Robinson's been the guy who has really been talked about. He's the fifth round pick in 2020, then didn't make the roster, bounced back and forth from the practice squad to the active roster to get an interception after Matt Rule said he wasn't really having a good camp. That is a positive to see, especially doing it in an actual game and maybe not doing it in practice, but we want to see it kind of carry over, but at least he's able to make plays and get a takeaway in the game And the Marquise Haynes, I continue to say one of the most undervalued guys on this defensive roster. I hope he's a Panther for a long time. I don't know if he's ever going to be, a, he's not going to be a superstar ever. And I don't see that happening, but he can be a very solid rotational pass rusher. Was back at Ole Miss and has been when given the opportunity here at the Panthers. So glad to hear Matt Rule go out there and give him a shout out. Now, there were a couple issues as we saw, 10 penalties on Sunday. You can look at it as their backups, that kind of stuff, but still attention to detail. That's going to be something that's very frustrating Matt Rule. That they did not have the ability to clean up the penalties, but he says moving forward this next week, he really wants to see them clean up at the penalties.
2: You know, I'm 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 kind of a simple guy. I'm a process guy. Like I think everything happens for a reason, right? So you know, all of our starters were walking up and down the sideline yesterday, you know, upset, and saying like, "Hey, just don't beat ourselves with penalties, and we'll win this game." So why do things like that happen? I and mean, because everything goes from being, you know. Uh, coach rules process or you know coach rules standard or brand or whatever you want to call it to you know, the Carolina Panthers and, and um, you Know the more that we get our team to understand that it's not about you know what you dress for game day or you know What they put all about you on Twitter or two three plays you made in the game It's about what you do playing and play out the better we're gonna be and you know, I think Culturally organizationally, I think a lot of our players came out of that game improve Because um, they were like hey, you know if we just don't beat ourselves then we have a chance to win. And so whether that was a decision we made or a missed, missed assignment or a penalty, um, that was really the message coming out of the game last night. So it's what I've been preaching since the day I got here. Um, and, it, you know, you have, you have to grow. It has to grow. It doesn't just happen overnight. So we'll uh, we'll stay on it till, till the day that it, it looks perfect.
0: Overall, though, you look back at last week in Indianapolis, and it's a success. This team is a young football team. And going up against Indianapolis Colts to have – two of the most talented players in a national football defense in DeForest Buckner and in Darius Leonard, who just got handed a massive contract, a solid defensive roster, and then even offensively. Now, the Colts were missing some guys. Obviously, Carson Wentz was not available, Quentin Nelson, him being banged up, Ryan Kelly. That kind of took away from maybe a little bit of the work that they could have gotten. But last week on Thursday, Matt Roll talked about how his guys just can go out there and compete. But on Friday, they went out there and they showed that they were already a better team. And it seems like it was a success because Matt was asked, you know, did his team get better? And he said they got significantly better following the week in Indianapolis.
2: Significantly better. Uh, thank you for that question. Um, significantly better. I think the first day, you know, as I said, you guys, I think we went out there and um, kind of dipped our toe in the water and the Colts didn't dip their toe in the water. I think the second day we came out there and, you know, if you were on that defensive field, I mean, our defense went out there and they said, hey, we're going to forge an identity. I think offensively, you know, you know, seeing Sam in the two-minute take us right down the field kick the field a little win it like I thought I thought we came out of the second day feeling like hey we are a way better football team than, than we were even yesterday um, in the game you no know, I, I thought the twos played really well I just thought at the end of the game obviously we made too many mistakes and penalties to, to truly win the game and so um, we're not certainly not where we want to be, but but I think the totality of why we did that, I think we're significantly better today than we were, you know, when we got on the plane last Wednesday.
0: And that's exactly why you do these joint practices with the youngest team in the National Football League against a veteran team that has playoff experience. And that's exactly why later on this week on Wednesday and Thursday, they're gonna be doing the same thing with the Baltimore Ravens. A team that's a little bit of a step above Indianapolis with Lamar Jackson and of course John Harbaugh having been a Super Bowl champion and what they have on that defense, especially Calais Campbell, Marcus Peters. They have some nasty dudes on that defensive roster, and I'm very excited to see how Sam Darnold and this team stacks up against him. Also excited to see how Brady Christensen stacks up against those guys. As Brady Christensen was someone who impressed on Sunday, there's a lot of fans out there excited about the potential of the Panthers' third-round tackle and where he might factor in to the starting five on that offensive line here in a few weeks. I'll get into that in just a moment. But the NFL preseason in full swing. You guys need to head over to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the National Football League, College Football, just a week away, or almost for week zero, your UFC MMA action. And hey, I think you can also bet on the English Premier League. They open up their season this past week. Liverpool, my team, getting that 3-0 win on the road against North City. Big time upset with Tottenham winning at home 1-0 over Man City. If you're interested in that. If you're not, that's fine. But either way, before the match, next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. Hi, I'm Jake from On. I speak for a lot of us in saying that we're very desperate to have two solid bookend tackles here on this roster. Left tackle has been a major question mark here in Carolina since Jordan Gross retired. We're heading into year nine in a row of a different starter at left tackling in the the season. And right now we don't even know if next season in 2022 we'll have a 10th straight season with a different left tackle. Taylor Moten, there's been conversations about him potentially playing left tackle. Cam Irving. It's his job to lose. I look back on yesterday and Trent Scott getting the left tackle start there as the starters were sitting out. Cam Irving is listed as a starter, also a guy who was a little banged up the last couple of days. So I don't think he would have played even if, you know, he didn't have those injuries. But even if, you know, we, we know the situation. Cam Irving wasn't going to play. The starter sat out. Trent Scott got the start, but he struggled. He had those two false start penalties, which are unacceptable. Only played 14 snaps in. I wonder like Greg Little played the majority of the snaps at left tackle playing 33. I look at a guy like David Moore, the wide receiver Frasian that came over from Seattle. He also only played 14 snaps. He's one of those guys like a Terrace Marshall that rotates in and out of the starting lineup as that third wide receiver. Both of those guys played on Sunday because they're not primarily listed as starters, but Trent Scott I look at it not mainly as like, hey, you know, we kind of know what we have in Trent Scott. Like with David Moore, I think the Panthers kind of know what they're getting from him as a punt returner and then as a third wide receiver competing with Terrace Marshall. But with Trent Scott, he's firmly in the left tackle competition in battle. And they get pulled after 14 snaps. I don't think that's really them trying to see more Greg Little because he didn't get to play the entirety of the first half, that is, with Trent Scott. I think it's that they were not pleased with him and he's possibly played his way Out of the left tackle competition, which clearly has always been Cam Irving's to lose after the Panthers signed him on the first day of the free agency period, alongside with Pat Elfline, the two projected starters currently, as the unofficial depth chart came out last week on the left side of the offensive line, a left tackle and left guard respectively. Not a great day for Trent Scott. Greg Little getting that opportunity. Um, didn't really have much of a takeaway. No one even in the media asked uh, about Greg Little and what Matt Rule thought about him, but it's Cam Irving's job to have. And we're going to continue to see Taylor Moten this week against the Ravens, and possibly if they play on Saturday, get an opportunity again to play out there at left tackle. But right now he's going to start at right tackle. And there's another person who could be a factor at right tackle, and that's Brady Christensen. Matt Rule has been raving out Brady Christensen since they drafted him. You go back to OTA's mandatory minicamp, the versatility that Brady Christensen provides, being able to play all four offensive line positions outside of center, which they haven't even given a rep at so far. They like him right now on the right side at tackle behind Taylor Moten. And there's been a conversation of The Carolina Panthers trying to find their five best offensive linemen. For me personally, I want to find who's my best left tackle, just purely, who's my best left guard, my best center, my best right guard, and my best right tackle. There's no doubt. When naturally looking at this roster, That Taylor Moten is your best right tackle. That's where he's most comfortable at. If he was a left tackle, he would have already moved over to left tackle. We've also seen the NFL with the proliferation of edge rushers coming on from both sides and teams having, like when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, a team the Carolina Panthers are going to have to go up against later on this season, you're going to have to deal with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. When you look at Tampa Bay, all the edge rushers that they have there, and this guy Joe Tryon, who they just drafted, he looks like a complete monster. You're going to have to have two guys on each side, left tackle and right tackle, who are able to go out there and be able to stop the kind of talent that's going to be coming out the edge week in and week out in the national football league. And Brady Christensen, he was solid for the most part. At right tackle on Sunday, if you go back and look at the film and look at one play that kind of stands out is when P.J. Walker had to evade right there when he decided to run a play instead of letting it go down two-minute warning through the to touchdown, Tommy Trimble. Kudos to him and Tommy for what they were able to do there. But you look at that play closely at the right tackle position, Brady Christensen got pretty much worked there, and that's against a second-team guy. And I'm not trying to say that you know he can't go up against a first-team guy. It's just one rep. He lost that one, and that's just the game of football. For the most part, he was solid throughout the day. But is he ready to be the right tackle for the Carolina Panthers day one? And you have Taylor Moten as the starting left tackle. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Matt Rule did talk about Brady Christensen though, and what he thought about his performance on Sunday versus the Colts.
2: I thought uh, I thought Brady I thought Brady did well. Um, you know, he's, he, we've been really pleased with him all camp. Um, athletic, um, he battled. You know, got you got beat inside a couple times. You know, that's why he needs these reps. Um, but I thought he did a I thought he did a nice job. Um, going into guard was, I mean, he has gotten very few reps at guard this camp. I think maybe one day for a couple reps. But him, you know, as I said last night, him and Aaron Montero just had to go figure it out, you know, based upon the situation with the guys going down in, in the practice. And so, uh, you know, both guys did a really nice job inside. But uh, Brady, you know, obviously we, we think he's, a, he's, he's an option for us at right tackle. And, uh, you know, I think we're pleased with the way he played for game
0: one. The one thing that is beneficial, too, about Brady Christensen is, like, where he is in his age, 25, having gone to BYU. He's a grown man, already has a family, and he was an All-American last year playing left tackle, protecting Zach Wilson, who will go up against um, week one, of course, when New York Jets come to town. I like him. I like potentially what he could be. I just – I go back, and they haven't played him much at guard, which is interesting to see if maybe he'll get more reps at guard this week as they go against the Ravens and throughout the rest of the training camp. But right now – He's pretty much settled in at that right tackle position behind Taylor Moten. If they are truly all about finding their best five, does he fit in there? I think with the Cam Irving situation, I don't feel confident and comfortable with him there at left tackle to start the season. But I feel a lot more comfortable with him there at left tackle and Taylor Moten at right tackle than I would feel with Taylor Moten at left tackle and Brady Christensen at right tackle. Not to say I don't believe Taylor Moton's not capable, because obviously he's capable. But he's obviously more comfortable at right tackle position. I just would rather go starting off week one and early on in the season with the experience that you have in Cam Irving, who has played in Cleveland, he's played in Kansas City, played in Dallas, all places where he has started. He has not performed to the level of a first-round pick, which you I've, all those teams would have hoped. Obviously, here in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers are hoping that with his versatility and his experience, that he can be that starting left tackle, not just for this season, but for next season and hopefully even beyond. Brady Christensen will have the time to develop, which is why I don't really feel the Carolina Panthers need to necessarily throw him out there week one and move Taylor Moten to the left tackle position. Now, if he is one of their top five offensive linemen, then they got to find a way to get him out there on the field, even if that means moving Taylor Moten to left tackle. And that could solve the left tackle problem. Will it solve the problem at right tackle? We will see. There's going to be a different caliber of player that Brady Christensen is going to be going up against week one I mean it's the Jets so we'll see but still you know as we head into the rest of the season like if Cam Jordan week two of the New Orleans Saints is lined up on his side do you feel comfortable and confident that Brady Christensen's going to be able to stop Cameron Jordan I I could ask the same question about with Cam Irving you're probably going to say no but you rather would see what the younger guy could do and I I don't disagree with you at all all I'm going to say is Let's give it more time. Let's see if Brady Christensen gets any opportunities to go up against some first-team defensive linemen just so we can get more of a gauge on whether he truly is ready. And we'll see, too. Offensive line depth is a concern as they head into joint practices with the Ravens on Wednesday. Matt Kasky, Deontay Brown, both of those guys went out with injuries on Sunday, which forced a guy like Brady Christensen to have to play all but three snaps. And Sam Tecklenburg, who was out of football, was done but then brought back last year convinced by his former head coach Matt Rule when he was down at Baylor he played every snap at center yesterday honestly a round of applause to that guy for sticking it out but they're gonna have some issues when it comes to depth and Matt Rule also talked about that heading into this week just his concern with the lack of bodies on the offensive line as to prepare to have practices with the Ravens
2: I I don't know if I'll get them back uh, it will, really my main my, my main concern is Wednesday against the Ravens so I'm you know kind of touch and go on this but i think i think we'll have a couple of guys who don't make it to wednesday um you know Deontay, he's you know he's possible caskey i don't i don't think necessarily uh, that we'll have him back so um you know depth up front on the offensive line is gonna be a little bit of a concern this week you know we, we lost uh you know um uh, panacek in practice the other day and then now uh, Deontay and and caskey going down um that that's not that's not ideal
0: and let me be clear. I, be excited about Brady Christensen. Absolutely, be excited. I know I am. I want to see him go out there and perform. All I'm saying is, let's just give it a little bit more time before we say that. Hey, this guy needs to start. At a point in time, he'll need to be. He'll need to start. And you look at Taylor Moten. It wasn't like when Ron Rivera just threw him out there. They gave him some time. It was frustrating when you had some of the guys that were out there. At that time, like Daryl Williams, who kind of was struggling, and once you finally got Taylor Moulton, he's been not—he's been nails, man. He's one of the best t- tackles in the National Football League. And maybe that's what you got to get to do with Brady Christians, and maybe he might need less time to develop because of his age and experience having been in college. We will see. I think Matt Rule and his coaching staff certainly know what the plan they want to implement there with him, and I'm sure he'll play some sort of role throughout the season, whether it's at tackle or guard on this Panthers offensive line unit. So another big week ahead for the Panthers as the Ravens are coming to town. Matt Rule just talked a little bit to the media about what he wants to do in terms of how things are going to go with Baltimore, and will we see the starters? Also, a few updates on Troy Pride and roster cut down happening Tuesday at 4 p.m. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box in the we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Well. Now, introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You know your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one on one. Play StatHero now and change the odds. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to StatHero.com slash on. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Like last week with the Colts, another big week for the Carolina Panthers and your young football team as they move towards the 2021 regular season in National Football League. The Baltimore Ravens coming to town, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, and that perennial playoff team. Three years, Lamar Jackson's been the primary starting quarterback, of course, came in in the middle of his rookie year three years ago but he's led them to the playoffs all three seasons he's been the league MVP he's been one of the young bright stars in the national football league and there's hope that here in Carolina the Carolina Panthers can resurrect Sam Darnold's career and he who was a part of the same draft class of of Lamar Jackson there in the first round he can finally get to the heights of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen two guys who have bursted on the scenes or at least Be what Baker Mayfield has been for the Cleveland Browns as he finally led them to the playoffs last week. But again, an important week for the Carolina Panthers to see how they've improved. Matt Rule already said, as I played for you earlier on in the show, that the team is significantly better following the week in Indianapolis. I can only imagine they're going to get even more better by going up against a team that's a little bit of a step above Indianapolis and the Colts. Matt Rule spoke to the media on Monday on what he wants to see improved upon this week when the Ravens come to town.
2: Well, um, you know, we, 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 we brought the Ravens in, um, you know, we, we, we agreed to this because of, of who they are, the physical team that they are, the, the mentality they have, the winning culture that they have, the great defense that they have, the, you know, Lamar Jackson, all the special players that they have. So, um, you know, that, that in and of itself is a challenge and why we did this. You know, we didn't, both teams that we picked are a really good teams. you know, so we wanted, we wanted to have a chance to match up, you know, and, 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 and um, see where we need to improve. And so um you know i think if there's anything coming out of that game obviously it would be the penalties you know um you know if you're at the joint practices you know we had very few penalties then we get in the game and we have penalties right so uh, that's something that, that has to be corrected and um uh so that you know that that would you'd say that would be a focus but it's always a focus for us so um it's just you know guys got that first game Uh, you know for some guys the first game that they've played in the national football they got it out of their system and hopefully we'll uh, see improvement this week
0: now one of the big questions as we discussed on the show on sunday and monday whenever you listen to it post the first preseason game against the colts is whether the starting offense and starting defense this ones the starters will they perform will they play at all last week i understood matt rule not wanting to go out there and put them there as they already had joint practices it's more of a controlled environment i think they're probably getting a little bit more out of that than going out there and actually playing a game now for the quarterback and Sam Darnold, I would love to see him play. Matt Rule was asked whether he'll operate this week the same as he did last with the joint practices with Baltimore, and whether they'll play on Saturday evening.
2: I will probably make a decision about whether they play Saturday night, and um, there's a chance that there's a chance that they'll play Saturday night. Uh, I'll probably make that decision Thursday after practice, and I'll let I'll let everyone know so that the fans know what to expect, and everyone you know knows. But um, I want to see kind of what our depth is, to be quite honest with you, and, and how how we come out of those two days. Um, and then and then make a decision moving forward.
0: I'll give Matt, Matt Rule a lot of credit there, at least for saying that he's going to let the fans know what to expect before showing up on Saturday. I have friends who are going to the game. and I mean, I have, some, I have some friends who are Ravens fans in town. I have friends who are, obviously who are Panthers fans who are going to be going to the game. and I hope for them that they get to go see Sam Darnold out there wearing his Panthers uniform for the first time, make his debut. I hope that everyone gets to see whoever they want to see. and That's why I've said for the longest time that preseason games honestly should not – cost as much money as they do that you honestly just be free so you look at on Sunday in Indianapolis at least for the Colts those fans were getting to see what Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger guys who might start week one depending on how things work out for Carson Wentz but for if you're a Panther fan you didn't see Brian Burns you didn't see JC Horn you didn't see Sam Donaldson see Christian McCaffrey what are you paying for and for the teams, they're far more interested in the development of those guys and the way that they want to develop them, whether it's just with joint practices, which is what Matt Rule seemingly preferred to do last week. And also, they want to see who are some of the roster bubble guys and who's actually going to make the roster and give them actual meaningful reps in those games. So I understand that every team has a different philosophy, but I do appreciate that he says, by Thursday afternoon, I'll let everyone know who's actually going to play, which might go into a decision of whether people want to go see the Panthers in live for possibly the first time in two years on Saturday evening at Baker of America Stadium. Matt Rule also went into why he didn't have the starters perform on Sunday.
2: You know, just three games in thirty three three games in 12 days, two joint practices, you know, so, you know, I just, uh, we just wanted to get them as many reps as possible in practice, um, you know, two days in a row with the Colts, two hard days, and then uh, give them that game off and then, you know, get them out here again versus uh, the Ravens. I think that, you know, that would have
0: been a lot to ask him, though. You can see he sounds a little annoyed by that, but his reasoning makes a lot of sense. And I had talked about with Sam Darnold, you had Matt Paradis, you had Cam Irving, two guys who were battling injuries. Matt Rule had mentioned last week how he didn't want to put Sam behind a second-string offensive line and have guys have to go fill in. And especially when the offensive line wasn't necessarily up to uh, up to snuff at points in time. So I pointed out Deontay Brown when he was in there, he seemed to be doing just fine. Brady Christensen had his moments. So I think a lot of positive you can take away from that, but still – he didn't want to put Sam Darnold in a bad situation. And I have said this before. The confidence for Sam Darnold is so key. And you don't want to lose that by making him feel skittish behind an offensive line already. And if he's going to be skittish, then will he be the right guy in Carolina? Unlikely not. And that's something you want to find out now. We will see him week three at least. And the whole reps thing that he brought up there. They got 60 reps. Uh, yesterday, uh, Matt, um, sorry, Sam Tecklenburg, who played the entire game, I think he only got 53 snaps. So still... The starters didn't even get as – they got more snaps and reps than even Tecklenburg got playing every single offensive snap in the game on sunday so i agree kind of what matt rule saying there i don't expect the starters to play at all on saturday but they will be out there week three against pittsburgh steelers i think the panthers are getting everything that they want at joint practices which is why they didn't have them out there and i don't see how things would be any different for matt rule if they're going to get the similar amount of snaps this week against baltimore why he would put his starters out there on saturday night it sucks i think a guy like jason horn absolutely should be playing considering that he has yet to play in the nfl i don't see why he would be exempt I get he's a starter, but come on, he, he hasn't played yet. He hasn't earned it yet. He needs to go out there, and we need to see him in actual live game action. I would love to see Sam Brown as well, as long as the situation uh, provides itself and makes sense. A uh, few updates, too, um, as we close out the show. Troy Pride underwent an MRI, MRI excuse me, um, on Monday. Matt Rule did not have an update on injury. For me, I just feel like t- Troy Pride injury or not, I did not see him making this roster. He had struggled when he was in the game. On Sunday against the Colts, he does not have that typical size that Seattle really favors when you look at Keith Taylor being brought in the sixth round. You also look at Stan Thomas Oliver, seventh rounder from a year ago, being such a key special teams guy and and getting even more reps earlier on in that game than um, Troy Pride. And Rashawn Melvin, it's just, it's really hard to see him making this roster, even had he not been healthy or even had he not had the injury. So I feel bad for him. Obviously, we'll see how things play out. Maybe he can at least be uh, stowed away on the practice squad. And if he goes on IR, the Panthers can hang on to him for another year. But it's a tough break for him. Roster cutdown also happening uh, Tuesday today at 4 p.m. Matt Rule going to talk to his staff Um, And figure out who the the guys are going to let go. So they'll be down to 85 players as they have the first roster cut down of the season. And it's going to be a lot of guys that you saw there on Sunday that struggled I'm sure and I'm wondering with the offensive line with the lack of depth that they can even afford to let go of any of those guys heading into this week with the Baltimore Ravens and joint practice so we'll see who does not make the roster as we will move ahead to the rest of the week here on Locked On Panthers so that concludes another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network and Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Julian Council, as always. Make sure to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Help people find the show. Panther fans like you are getting really psyched up for the season. Been seeing a ton of downloads, a ton of listens. So I would see you guys really locked in, ready to go here on the pod. You can also check us out on uh, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to the show, follow me on Twitter at Julian council, where every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp, we will be doing our weekly Friday mailbag here on lockdown Panthers, whatever questions you have from what you saw on Sunday, what you see this week with um, joint practices, any questions that you have in the Carolina Panthers. I answer those every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp. So thank you again to all the people that have sent those questions in. And also thank you for listening to the show. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.